What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Vitality Vision Podcast, where I invite guests of various backgrounds and life experiences to share their knowledge on how saying yes has impacted their lives. It's been quite a while since I have been back on the Vitality Vision Podcast. There have been umpteen amount of things that have happened since, and I am just wanting to first say thank you to those of you who have continued to download my podcast. I am up over 250 downloads, which is crazy to me considering I only have 10 episodes out. And it just shows me that I really need to cater to those of you who are really involved in my interview process. So that means so much to me. And again, thank you guys so much for the support. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit of a different format than the typical interview, and that's simply because I figured after 10 episodes, it might be time to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I felt like this was the right time to do this, and I'm really excited, but also kind of shaking right now. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm by myself at home, and I don't know why. I'm a little bit nervous. My dog, Cooper, is just staring at me like, Mom, chill out. You're going to be okay. (laughs) I guess putting myself on the spot, um, doing this in reverse versus just putting somebody else on the spot, it's a little intimidating. So if you've been on guest already, then I appreciate you. (laughs) So I guess we need to go all the way back to the beginning of little Ciela's life. I'm just kidding. Um, But it is important that you know my background and how podcasting sort of fell into my lap at such a funky off time in this world. So yes, I'm going to mention the horrid COVID and quarantine, but I will try my best not to get in the political side of things as that's not really my forte. And I truly don't enjoy getting into those deep discussions. So with quarantine being like undeniably one of the biggest challenges that many of us faced, like without any preparation, this type of trauma brought about a lot of unresolved feelings from my past that I didn't realize I buried for a really long time. And maybe this happened to you too, but those feelings were like intense. And I really use this time to, yes, follow along with many of the cheesy yet heartwarming trends, but I also had difficulty facing who I was and where I was in life. Now, any outsider might see the positives on social media that I share. And here's the thing, you guys, my intention is never to come across as braggy or as in air quotes, (laughs) I have this perfect and wonderful life and how lucky am I, but more so sharing of positivity because you guys, it's my way of sharing light into the world that is, in my opinion, very dark. And yes, I spiraled down a dark, dark hole at the time of COVID when it first hit. So to dig just a little bit deeper, it's kind of like my own coping mechanism, I really think, ever since I was a kid. Um, I would typically pick out the most cheery, happy thing and just latch onto it for dear life to distract me from things that I struggled with a lot growing up. One of those things I struggled with that I tend to be an open book about, if you do know me personally, is my inconsistency at home. And now I love my mother to pieces. I don't have a relationship with my dad, sadly, but my parents had me very, very young, like teenager young. And although it's hard, I'm sure, to be a parent at all, I really think that they did the best that they could with what they knew. And I don't blame them for anything anymore the way that I used to. 
But during quarantine, this is something that like literally ate me alive. (laughs) So I am going to get a little bit personal right now. So I apologize if this is, and I hate this word, but I'm going to say it triggering for some of you. So there is some deep um, traumatic experiences that I am going to mention here. So if you want to skip past this, I'm totally cool with it. I'll try not to get too into the details. But basically, my dad was extremely abusive to my mom, more physically, but emotionally too. And this was not something that was hidden from me, um, my entire upbringing. So going to school was completely my safe haven. Like I loved it. And being an only child until about 20 years old, when my beautiful little sister came into the world, my friends were like my angels, my little guardian angels to me. I felt safe by them. I felt loved. I felt heard and very happy in that environment. Um, Whereas at home, I was really afraid to walk home um, because I was just scared like my mom wouldn't be there if I showed up. The first sign when I'd come home was just always like this eerie quietness. And then I'd check to see if there were like new holes in the walls or if there were new things broken. And on weekends, I hated weekends, by the way. I felt responsible if I ever, ever, ever left my mom alone with my dad if I wanted to stay the night with grandparents or stay the night with cousins. And it was a lot to manage in my little mind looking back now at such a young age. When I was home on those weekends, my dad was just really not a nice guy to my mom. And some days my mom and I would have to walk home from where we were because my dad wouldn't stop hurting my mom in the car. And other days when we were home, like actually physically in the house, Um, I'd try to get between them when he was hurting her and often get shooed to my bedroom and listen to just, you know, things happening. And now I I need you to know, I'm going to pause for a second. I'm not opening up for the world to hear and go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, right? Because honestly, I really don't need that validation and I don't need to hear it. And I'm not shooing you away or trying to be rude in any way, but this is really not my podcast in me and me searching for a pity party. Because honestly, I've really accepted that I can't go back and change it. But what I can do is at least share my story to help someone else in their struggle, but not professionally, of course. I am not certified in that area, but I feel like maybe this is relatable for some of you who are listening. So anywho, fast forward years later, they finally divorced. And The Lord probably doesn't like me celebrating divorce, (laughs) but I'm sure he will forgive me. So then waltzed in my mom's ex, who was the worst of the freaking worst, like beyond anything a human being could be. And I know that's just terrible for me to say, but after everything that he put us through, especially my mom, it's just how I feel. Uh, Like I said, I'm very close to my mom. I love her dearly and anybody messes with her. I mean, you got to go through me but especially the things that she's been through and me knowing those things firsthand and seeing it, it's, I'm very protective. But anyhow, I really don't want to get into crazy details of the man X, slender man, as I'll call him. (laughs) But just so you know, it was definitely worse than my dad, in my opinion, especially because I was a little older. The chapter soon closed after about five years of the relationship and I felt like we were finally free. It seems like a lifetime ago, like really, it's crazy when I talk about it. So anyway, in quarantine, I figured, man, I want to, no, I need to confront my dad once and for all. I don't know why. It just was like, 
pushed out of me somehow. And I don't know the moment that it happened, but I do remember feeling very strongly about this. And we did. I messaged him. He messaged me back probably a couple days later, as he always does. And he said, sure, he'd like to talk. We had a really great conversation, actually on the phone talking. And he apologized for allowing allowing me to grow up that way and then abandoning me at the very young age of 12 and then disappearing to start this brand new family and then for showing up to my wedding and then not saying goodbye before dinner was even served. I really thought this was like a new beginning for us, but it wasn't. And I should have never held my breath. Bottom line, my dad really just gave me zero faith in men, in husbands, and in fathers. So my relationship was just pretty strained with him for years. And all my other relationships suffered because of it. And I let that happen, if I'm being honest. I mean, yes, you're, you are a product of how you grow up. I totally believe that. But at the end of the day, as you become an adult, I truly believe that you have the power to change your circumstance and you have the power to not repeat those things. And you also have the power to be able to say, no, I'm not going to, going to let this affect me for the rest of my life in such large ways. So I had very little trust and somehow these feelings came about a year ago during the pandemic. And I thought, dang, girl, you have kept this down for too long. But life is really funny, though. Like, really, when I sit back and look at back at quarantine and everything and all those things we experienced in that conversation. And I know my, my childhood was great, but it was also totally jacked up from that. And my teen years were spent full of distrust in dudes. And it made me an extreme feminist of a woman in college, which I have nothing against you if you are a feminist. I am not saying that at all. Please do not quote me and come back at me. Anywho, as an adult, I still wanted some sort of effed up approval for my dad. I don't understand why. So why did this happen? I had to sit there recently, the past few months when I did some more reflection. And I thought, why did this happen? Why, God? Why? I believe in God. I love God. I've just started diving back in to the Bible and my husband and I are doing Bible study and it's been so good for us. And it's also empowering to know that there are quite literally instructions on how to be and how to live. And I don't know, it's fascinating. That's another discussion. So recently, (laughs) I'm about to drop a real big truth here. Recently, I became pregnant, and it wasn't until then that things in my head just clicked, and I found this new piece that I had been praying about, you guys, for years, and I knew that God would never give me anything until I was ready, and I have always believed that everything happens for a reason, and God gave me my child. And as far as we know, it's a little girl. And yes, I am pregnant with a baby girl, my first. (laughs) And if I'm being honest, I was totally thinking it was a boy this whole time. And I was already kind of bonding like, oh, you know, it's my going to have a son. And that's crazy. And I pictured it. I pictured it all. But it wasn't until I found out that I was pregnant with our baby girl that I realized why. And I really need to tell you um, about my relationship with David for this next part. So backing up to when my parents split up finally, and then this new man waltzed into my mom's life and they seemed like they had a good relationship. He seemed like he was trustworthy. 
David also came into my life. And David and I, we went through a lot of really fun, crazy experiences together. We grew up together. And I, for once in my life, felt like I could trust the opposite sex, which is totally funny to say on here. Um, I'm like a little kid when I say those words in me teaching science too. I don't know why I just, I do. But anyway, I ended up just having this weird feeling when I was around him. And some of you guys would be like, well, that was love. Duh. And yes, now looking back, it probably was, but I really feel that I knew there was something special about him. And I knew that like, I had to latch onto him, not in the sense of I need to be with him and then forget everybody else. And he is my all and he is my number one because that's not healthy either. It was different. It was completely different. It was more of like, he came into this, he came into my life at this time where things were so uncertain and he was my one certainty. He was my one regular thing that I had going on in my life. And my, my main positive, in addition to, of course, dance as my outlet at the time, painting, which was another great outlet at the time, and then my wonderful friends. But with David, that feeling was something that I was really missing in my life because I didn't have that relationship with my dad. And I feel like no child can really ever fill that hole of not having a parent. They just, it's, it's hard. And if you have ever lost a parent or if you have ever gone through a split family, um, if you've ever lost a relationship with a parent due to drug use, if you've ever lost a parent um, through awful circumstances, I, I feel you and I am sorry that you had to go through that. But I will say that I think that my circumstances happened for a reason. They just did. And it wasn't until many, many, many years later that I found out that I was pregnant and realizing it's a little girl, all the reason why. Not only do I get to have a child for the first time ever, which I feel extremely blessed and excited and scared and all the feels are just flooding through because I'm very hormonal right now. (laughs) But I just feel that it's a girl for a reason. I grew up as a little girl who was very shy, who was very reserved, who was timid until about the high school age. And that's because of the things that I was going through at the time. And I didn't really have that second parent to give me the support. And I didn't see what a a good husband could be. And I also didn't see what a good a good boyfriend could be. I didn't see what a good father figure looks like. And I have uh, quite a few good role models, and I don't mean to discredit them at all. Um, my grandpa being one of them, my uncle being another, and then in-laws. I just, I have wonderful examples. But reflecting back again, filling that hole is just, it to me, for me personally, it's not the same. And you can do everything you can and you can look at the positives of who is in your life, but it's just, it really isn't the same. It just isn't. And with David, it's just, it was like, aha, it clicked. It was like, bam, I know why. 
And he has been there for me in a way that a boyfriend should be at a very young age. He has been there for me and shown me that I can trust him as a husband. And I do get to be a wife and not be a wife and a husband to our future child, our future daughter. He has shown me like the type of father he's going to be someday. And he's going to be the father that I always wanted as a little girl. And my little girl gets to have a dad that's present, that's around. And that to me is just extremely special. And I am so very grateful that God had me go through the trials that I went through for me to understand and for me to struggle through so that I could really appreciate motherhood. It's, it's incredible, you guys. So I am coming on here um, sharing some very deep personal things, but also some very beautiful things too, because I felt that if I didn't get this off of my heart, that there may be some of you out there who are in a struggle right now, like I was back in quarantine. Or maybe there are some of you out there right now who are just feeling hopeless. Maybe there are some of you out there right now who just can't seem to find any positivity in what's happening in your life right now. And maybe there are some of you out there who just... You don't even have a feeling anymore. You're just, you feel lost. And I want you to really just focus on the future. Like really, obviously I totally believe in living in the moment. I do. But know that whatever you have gone through or whatever you are going through, I truly believe that it's for a reason. And I don't want to ever make it seem like you should be celebrating things that are you know, traumatic to you. That's not my approach. It's more so just keep holding on because you need to look back and think, what is this trying to teach me? What is God trying to tell me? Why am I going through this right now? You can journal through it. You can exercise through it. You can talk to a friend through it. You can go to therapy for it. Whatever floats your boat, do it. And for me, mine was quarantine. It really was. It was quarantine and then finally reliving those experiences in my mind, which was hard. It was, it was terrible. I was crying all the time. I was trying to read these self-growth books and posting positive things to keep my mind positive. And I was exercising every day, but sitting with my thoughts and being alone as long as I was. Yes, I had David and Cooper in the home, but being alone for that long really did a number on me. But it, what it did is it forced me to sit and think. And from there, not just think about all the things I didn't have and how crappy it was that my dad wasn't there and how stupid it was that I had to go through that and how angry I was that my mom had to go through that. But it was more so, why? And what are the positives that came out of that? I wouldn't have had my beautiful little sister had we not been here. I wouldn't have been able to appreciate and love my relationship with my husband if I hadn't gone through all that, I wouldn't have really appreciated that relationship I have with my grandpa, with my uncle, with my in-laws, with family members, with friends, had I had been so close and connected to my dad. And it's just crazy when you sit back and you think all the things that you go through are to teach you something and to help you grow as a person. So I really hope that today 
as you go on through your day, you're able to sit there and go, dang, whatever is happening right now, it's going to turn out for the good. It is. And there are going to be some things that are going to be really freaking hard. You guys, they are. There are people who have lost their family members and that's terrible. That is absolutely awful. And that's okay to sit in it. It's okay to feel it. It's okay to be upset. I went through years of anger. I went through years of heartache. I went through years of hoping and wishing that I would get a phone call or that I would get a visit or that something would happen. And I know there's lots of other crazy things that have happened to people and worse things that have happened to people. And I'm not trying to compare. I'm just saying in every situation, there has to be a reason why and there has to be a purpose behind it. If you don't give it purpose, you don't give it meaning, and you figure out some way to wire your brain to turn it into something positive, you're just going to be stuck in this negative negative mindset. I still struggle with it too, by the way. I'm not saying I don't struggle with it. I absolutely struggle with it. But I'm learning how to cope now. I'm healing. And it's been a long, long road. This has happened since I I can remember. And I'm sitting here now. I'm 29 years old. And I still struggle. And that's okay too. It's just kind of like a one day at a time thing. So I hope that this podcast today has given you some insight into who I am and a really huge chunk of my story. On the next couple podcasts, I'll probably tell you a little bit about my career situation. Um, and more so into, there will be a part two to this because I, I want to keep this one short. <laughs> but uh, there will be a part two on to why exactly I got into podcasting. But one of the biggest reasons is what I'm doing right now. It's connection. It's getting real. It's getting raw. It's getting to the nitty gritty (laughs) of who people are. And I think you all, those of you who have listened and downloaded and supported, I think you all deserve to know who I am too. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Remember, it's okay to feel the poopiness of the day, (laughs) but it's happening for a reason. And I hope that there is something in each day that gives you a reason to smile. Have a good day, you guys.